Welcome to Holy Craig Podcast, your dose of holistic healing. I am your host, Cray, giving you a platform where you can speak your truth, be authentic of your own self, no judgment, but love and belongingness and sense of gratitude. Let's all grow together, not only physically, but inwardly. This platform encourages you to really explore that healing within embodying your authenticity and as we all heal together we collectively heal our generation ahead of us may this platform fill up your soul's desire gratefully cray welcome to holy cray's podcast your dose of holistic healing Thank you so much for being here today because in this episode, we'll be talking about something so new to me, yet really invigorating on how we can understand ourselves and step into our truest selves without eliminating anything but embodying our highest potential. And our guest today will absolutely give us great insights on how we can practically embody our authentic self. Her work as a guide, coach, and speaker has attracted a growing community of over 150,000 people who turn to her teachings for practical tools and deeper self-knowledge that they can access to live with greater ease and authenticity every single day which I always aspire and deeply value. And I'm really excited because our guest today, her work was featured in Forbes, Mind Body Green, Well and Good, and Nylon. Words that were shared on over 150 podcasts and conversations with crowds of hundreds around the world. And just to give you guys a little gist about this episode, we are actually talking about human design. What is human design? It's a synthesis of ancient wisdom and modern science that sheds light on a person's energetic makeup, as well as specific tools that they can use to live at their happiest, healthiest, and highest potential. It doesn't practically change who they are. It just teaches you or them who they are. It offers insight into what's possible and highlights the significance of understanding and living as the fullest expression of themselves. And if you're called to have your own human design or curious as to what it is, stay tuned until the end to get the code that you will have 10% off on your blueprint that our guest actually offers on her work. So without further ado, let's sit back and relax and let's have Erin Claire Jones. Yeah. So I work with a system, which I'm sure we'll talk about that really kind of helps people understand how they work best based on their time, date and place of birth called human design. It was definitely not my plan. I I came about it very serendipitously. I was um, at a friend's house in 2015 in New York and in their backyard and basically sat next to a stranger. And the stranger was like, I'd love to look up your human design. And he did kind of a little mini reading for me on the spot. And it was just so revelatory, but like he gave me a language 
search for things I had always felt, but never really allowed myself to step into. Um, but it was equally confronting. I was like, wow, I'm not living any of it. Um, and he really kind of ended our conversation by saying that I should do this and we should build it together. And so like, I just got like very literally invited into human design and it's been a journey, you know? So I worked with him and studied under him for two years before I kind of launched my own practice in 2018. But I think that I was really drawn to how grounded and practical human design is. And it was a quality that I hadn't really found in any other system. I think that, you know, human design's magic is helping us understand how we're each uniquely wired to operate. And that can extend to how you're meant to make decisions, how you're meant to build a business in alignment with your design, how to kind of best be in partnership with somebody, how to collaborate, how to parent, like think of it as really just like your own unique roadmap to success. And it's such a reminder that like, we're all wired to do things differently. And the more we honor that, the more flow we find. So can you tell us a little bit the difference between that, the human design and astrology in itself? What is the big um, significant difference? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing is they're just different systems. You know, I think astrology plays in the human design, like human design draws from astrology and the Kabbalah and the chakra system. So it really does actually play a significant role as well as many other systems. But like, you know, they really are, while they're based on the same information and the information they offer is very aligned, it's very different. Like, you know, me being like a teacher in human design actually like doesn't make me at all an expert in astrology. And it's the same way around. Like astrology is like a total mystery to me. And the same way that human design can be like really mysterious to a lot of astrologists. So I think that to me, they just feel like very different yet super compatible systems. I think a lot of these kind of self-awareness systems, like they can offer different information in different language, but it tends to, um, they tend to be really supportive of each other. What I've heard and also read about human design, it came from ancient wisdom, the synthesis of everything. And I know what's the esoteric meaning of it. But one thing that I know is from everyone that I've heard who has been doing this and have had their reading is that it teaches people. It teaches people how to live happiest in, in their own design. So with healing, um, with holistic healing, one thing in the process that I've actually found and embodied is unlearning the things that actually doesn't serve me so how does the human design actually helps that to actually you know instead of eliminating having that elimination process but more embodying what they're actually truly are that they don't know they already have within yeah I think that like you know often you know I, I find that when people are young they're expressing their design so purely because they're like a five-year-old or six-year-old and like they're not self-conscious and they're just like being themselves. I love working with parents for that reason. But often as we get older, we kind of get all this conditioning of like how we think we're supposed to be. And so basically what human design does is it kind of reminds us of that pure essence. It like reminds us of like our unique potential and it can take some work to kind of just like take off all those layers of who we think we're supposed to be. Like I think more than anything else, human design gives us permission. And often like it was for me, it's like, wow, I've never felt more seen. And also, wow, I've been ignoring that my whole life. And so I think human design can really help people understand all the areas in which they've kind of picked up conditioning that has taken them further from who they are and gives them a lot of tools to work with it. You know, like maybe you've been conditioned to be a doer when you're really better suited to be a leader. Maybe you've been conditioned to like always be in a rush when you're actually meant to like really be slow. You know, maybe you've been conditioned to like sleep on decisions when you're actually meant to be fast. And so I think it really gives us such clarity around the areas we've been conditioned and also so many tools to kind of get out of those areas and kind of come back to a way of operating that really works for us. And, you know, this is part of why human design is so powerful, not only on our own individual journeys, but also like in 
partnership and in teams, you know, kind of really helping us understand how to kind of work with partner and collaborate with people that are really different than us. Love that. I love that. So it just really gives you that sense of direction because I know for some people who are going through healing, they feel like they're lost. They feel like they're stuck somewhere. It's like they're stuck in the society's programming or a paradigm that they want to get out of. They just want to find who they are. So this is so great. I want to know what are the types of human design? Can you please? I know there's a lot of them, but if you could briefly explain this to us and give us an overview, that would be really great. Of course. So there is a lot of information in human design, but at the very highest level, there are five different types. Mm -hmm. And if you want to look yours up, you can go to humandesignblueprint.com. So we have generators, manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. And so, and just know that the type is just the first piece. It's like extraordinarily useful information. And there's so much information kind of underneath that. That's also really useful. So manifesting generators are kind of like the multi-passionate creators and doers, the ones that really like have the energy and the life force to make things happen, but also might kind of love doing lots of things at once or kind of moving quickly in between things. Um, So much of the lesson for them is around prioritizing their own excitement. When they're lit up and excited by what they're doing, it lifts up everyone around them, you know, and a big lesson for them is boundaries. You know, they have so much capacity and people can really want to kind of take advantage of it. So really just like saying yes to what feels right in their gut and not to like things they're not available for. Um, But also I think a big lesson for manifesting generators is really kind of releasing the need to put themselves in a one box. It's not I'd be like, I'm an artist or I'm a lawyer. It's just like, you know what? Like I want to make art. And I also like want to practice law. And I also want to like start this thing on the side. It's just like, they are like ever evolving, constantly reinventing themselves kind of humans. And the more permission they give themselves to do that, the better. Um, and their strategy is about allowing things to come to them and kind of waiting for things to light them up. Yes, it's so clear. Yeah. I, I think I can see someone like a friend of mine who has the same characteristics. Yeah. So that was the first type. There are four more types. So generators and manifesting generators kind of collectively make up the majority. It doesn't mean these people aren't unique. It's just around um, the fact that like we need all that kind of creative, powerful life force energy to make things happen in society. So generators are quite similar to what I just shared. They really are kind of the builders, the doers, the ones that really have the energy and life force to kind of make things happen. The more lit up and satisfied they are by what they're doing, the more energy that they have, you know? And so I would really kind of encourage them to just take inventory to ask themselves, okay, what's letting me have the most? What's exciting me the most? Like, how can I do more of those things? And what are also the things that feel the most draining, depleting, exhausting? Can I let any of those things go? You know, and so, you know, an ideal day for a generator might look like one where they wake up energized and excited. They kind of use up their energy throughout the day, doing things that really light them up. And then they kind of drop into bed, like satisfied and fulfilled and wake up energized again. And their strategy, similar to manifesting generators, is around waiting for things to come to them and waiting for things to kind of light up their gut before they go after them. There are times where I feel like I'm resistant to do things and and I would I don't want to do it. I, I don't feel like doing it because I would rather be actually taking action when I'm so inspired, when I'm stimulated to actually just be in that joyful vortex. Because I remember I forced myself um, doing a project and nothing happened and it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to be. So I felt so defeated. So the other types, which are actually not similar, are projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. And so projectors are kind of like the leaders and the guides and the advisors and the teachers, not here to do all the doing, like really good at kind of like guiding others, really naturally sensitive to other people's energy, really good at asking the right questions, like 
Often these people make amazing coaches, therapists, guides, CEOs. They may, might find that their energy kind of very naturally ebbs and flows. Um, and they're not really here to do, do, do all day long. And projectors are really here to be kind of invited in and feel really like deeply recognized um, before they say yes to something. Then we've got manifestors, which are kind of the innovators and the initiators, the ones that are really here to kind of get things started and get the ball rolling. Not always here to like do all the doing themselves either, but just like getting things off the ground and manifestors tend to kind of really value feeling free and feeling in control and feeling autonomous. And so it's really important for them to have like freedom in their lives and their energy is going to properly operate in creative bursts as well. And so, um, and so I think for them, just kind of reminding them that like, they're really here to be the first and do things their own way. So really kind of trust themselves enough to initiate. So they're here to kind of initiate things and kind of just keep people in the loop of what they're creating. And the final type is the reflector. And these people are kind of like our collective mirrors, people that are deeply sensitive to their physical space and always kind of taking in and magnifying the energy that they're in. And so you really get a good sense of how a team is doing or a company or a community just based on how that reflector is showing up. And so I really encourage them to just be like such ruthless curators of the people and places they're spending time kind of in and with. And they really kind of bring such a needed perspective to the world. And so it's so important for them to kind of be in spaces where their perspective feels so invited in and so treasured. Mm, love that. Wow. I, I feel all of this now, just like giving the whole context of it is to really function from a place of alignment, kind of in the same way as how Abraham Hicks was actually thing to take inspired action when you're in the joyous state, when you're high vibrational frequency. So like resonate with on how I can make sense out of it. And the same as law of attraction. How can we use human design and living in an energetic alignment? How does that work? How are they correlated with each other? Is there a um, relationship with the chakras and actually using it? Yeah, I think honestly, the biggest thing is just like, we can use human design to just find more flow in our lives because it really helps us understand how to show up in a way that's uniquely going to work for us. And so when it comes to how we're designed to make decisions and how to kind of create opportunities, whether you initiate or wait for things to come to you, whether it's kind of like you're meant to go, go, go all day long or whether you operate in ebbs and flows. So I think it gives us a lot of tools to just like show up and work and in life in a way that works for us. And I think that often like physically, like when we do that, we just feel the best. You know, I think that there are all these, there are energy centers in human design that do correspond to the chakras. And like, if we're out of alignment in a certain area, whether we're working too hard or not trusting our gut or whatever it is, like that can really show up physically. And so I think aligning with our design does kind of bring so much more flow in our lives, both just like with what we create, but also physically. How can we use human design to live in purpose? I mean, some people say purpose is to live in a joyous state of life. There's no wrong way to do it. You know, I think that like often human design reminds of things that we already know. You know, I can talk to people that are like living their designs and they had no idea that that was their design. It's just like what they discovered that works for them. I think the more work we do on ourselves, the more self-aware we become, the more we just like are naturally living and expressing our design in the world. Um, so I don't, I think that like, it doesn't, you don't need to like learn your design to do a certain thing. Like it's often going to either validate what you've already known about yourself or it's going to kind of reveal all the things that you've been convincing yourself out of and kind of get you back on track. Um, I think in terms of purpose, like, like to me, purpose is so much less about like finding the one thing that you're here to do and more about like just living in an aligned way because purpose can take a lot of different forms. And so, yes, I think that like 
human design will align you with that, you know? So it just, and basically it comes back to decision-making. It's just the fact that like you are making decisions and committing the opportunities that are right for you, spending time with people that are good for you and spaces that feel good for you. And like in doing that, your path will just unfold and not because you're forcing it just because it's just happening. And so I think it's, it's less about finding our purpose, but it will align with us with our purpose because it will just allow and help people just show up in a way that really works for them. Um, so I think that like, you know, human design is one of many tools, but I've talked to so many people at this point that like are very successful and very aligned in their lives and are living their design so beautifully because they discovered that themselves. And so human design just validates that for them. And then there's some people that are like, wow, I've been resisting it. Now that kind of brings me back onto my path. I love that. That's perfectly said in itself. Now, I want to know, Miss Erin, like how did human design change your life? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a constant process. You know, human design is not a thing that you like learn and then you like master it the next day. I think that like it has changed my life and that it's like given me such permission to be who I am and like trust that the most success comes from me doing that. Like, I think on like a very practical level, like if you look at where I was then versus where I am now, like my life has transformed in terms of like building a business and working with tens of thousands of people and finding a partner and finding my dream home. Like there's just like a lot of things that manifested because I was just like living in alignment, you know? And like, and at least I I see it that way. But like, so I think that like, I guess what I would just say I think on a high level is that like, I've worked with a lot of clients that perhaps have generated a lot of success in their lives, but they actually haven't done it in a way that feels good. And I think what human design does is it really kind of helps us know how to really generate the most aligned opportunities in our life, but to do it in a way that feels good. And so I think for me, it's been around how to build a business in a way that feels good in a way that feels like just like the way that I want to do it and how to be in partnership in a way that works for me. And like, and so I think that like, I've really seen such beautiful changes in that way. And I think what's been really supportive is that because I'm so aware of all the areas in which I can get taken off track in my design, I just like when I'm in my shadow or when I'm kind of like off track, it's just so clear and I have all the tools to come back on the track. And so like, I think human design is kind of like constantly in the back of my mind, not because I'm trying, but just because like I'm observing my own behavior and I'm just like seeing what works and what doesn't. And so I think, and and now I'm like quicker and quicker when I kind of get into those shadowy spaces. So I think it's really just given me such an amazing framework to just like show up in business and work and in life in a way that isn't around mirroring how other people are doing it, but just like doing it in a way that works for me. And I, I would say one other area that it's really transformed my life is in my relationships, because I think it's really given me so many tools to kind of support people that are different than me, whether it's my team, whether it's my husband, whether it's my sister or my parents or my friends, you know, I think that like, it's easy to like want people to be more similar to you and be disappointed when they're not. And I think like human design is very much like, oh, like this is exactly how they're different. And this is exactly how to support them in that. I love that. I love how you said this gave you a framework to actually be on the back of your head and just like, oh, I have to remind myself that this is not who I am. This is how I'm supposed to function in this aligned state. So that like gives this whole living authentically to who 
you are setting boundaries because you already know all of this design that you have within that you're fully functioning at that higher, higher, higher self when you're aligned and fully embodying that. So I love that. That's so exciting. This is so great to actually incorporate in holistically healing. So when the times when they feel like they're really in a low and sad state, I feel like it's also going to elevate their, their presence that it's okay. It's okay. And, And you have a blueprint behind you to come back into, to like, recalibrate and then know that this is part of who we are but just like flow with it flow with it and not resist it mm-hmm. so I love that thank you mm-hmm. so much Erin um I have like this question that I ask for every guest that I have yeah <laughs> so um if there is one thing that you would tell with your 21 year old self what would that be Yeah, I think the biggest reminder is like whether or not you choose to kind of dig into human design deeply, I think it offers us a really powerful reminder that like we're all meant to do things differently. And so especially at 21 to be like, wow, like the way that I work might be different than my friends and the way that I partner might be different than them and the way that I want to spend my days, whatever it is, like I would just kind of remind you that we all have like our own unique blueprint. And the more we flow with that and honor that, the more flow we find in our lives, you know? And so human design is one tool to help us understand it, but you can also discover it just like through experience in your life or through other modalities. And so I think it's just a reminder that we are all different because I think we can resist that so much, but I think honoring that is what actually brings us into so much more flow in our lives. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Ruther. Thank you so much for being here today. If there is anything that you would like to actually share to everyone who wants to connect further with you. So uh, my Instagram is Erin Claire Jones. Um, I share a lot there. And then my website is humandesignblueprint.com. So you can look up your design for free there. And then I also offer basically like 55 plus page guides to your unique design. So that's what the blueprint is. Um, and I'm happy to offer a discount code for your audience if you like. Um, and so that's a really beautiful place to get started. Is there a word that you want to use for a discount code? Oh, well, I would say my, my podcast name, Holly Gray. So like, yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That's- Let's do that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank so, you. Um, oh, wow. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I know there's so much healing modalities that everyone has there, but if there's one word that could describe the human design itself, what would that be? One word to describe human design. I think it's just uniqueness. I think it's just a reminder that we are all unique and we all have a different blueprint and there's such value in kind of digging into and understanding what it is for us. There you have it, everybody. I'm so happy you made it till the end. And guess what? You just heard it. Yes, you will have 10% off on your blueprint. So go ahead and check the description below. Follow us both on Instagram and every social media or website that you needed to connect with Erin or even work with her one-on-one. It's all on the description. I'm so grateful for you. I hope this episode has helped you and provided you another way to actually heal and discover your truest self. And if you love this episode, please rate this episode on Apple or download on your Spotify. Share me what have you've learned or any takeaways. I would really love to hear from you or tag me while you're tuning in on your story. Thank you so much. Please read every description below so you can get the full discount of the blueprint of Erin. Have a great day. Gratefully, Cray.